The final part of our series, Why Should Men Follow Men When They Should Be Only Following Jesus? Uh, next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? This is the final episode in our series of Following Men or Following Jesus. And uh, we want to welcome you to the, the final portion of our show as we finish up an interview we started last time with former LDS and former Denver Snuffer fan, Jolene Phelps. We've been talking about uh, her story of, of coming out of Mormonism, but um, turning to Denver Snuffer as a leader of spiritual truths and of a way to get closer to Jesus rather than going directly to Jesus for that. Um, she has a great story to tell. We want to thank her for sharing and welcome back. Thank Jolene. you. Thank, thank you very you. much for this, <laughs> taking the time and the opportunity to tell. Mm. You know, if we don't tell our story, yeah. um, then we've missed an opportunity to help others find the truth. Yeah. In in the book of, of Revelation, it says that we overcome the, the devil by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus' death on the cross, mm. and the word of our testimony. Oh, so yeah. our story is very, very important. Yeah. Uh, spirit in, so, in some spiritual battles is extremely important. So yeah. thank you for coming, oh, and thank welcome. you for sharing. We, we ended last time uh, talking mm -hmm. about the living water and that Snuffer yes. taught you had to be baptized over and over and yeah. over again oh, in order yeah. to get cleaner and cleaner and closer to yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. And that living water is... Yeah, any living body of water, meaning like lakes or rivers, not man-made. It can't be man-made. You know, the ocean is fine. I even know of a couple that was so devoted that they, they had determined they were going to be baptized. The woman was even pregnant, if I remember correctly. Ooh. And they went... They were in Idaho. They went and broke through ice and they were baptized oh in, freezing, in waters. freezing waters. I mean, that is the commitment and the love that they do have for God. Mm -hmm. It's just that they don't have the right they don't God. Have the truth. Yeah. And you know, we find that in most of the, mm -hmm. most all the polygamy group, most all of the of the LDS yeah. church members is they yeah. really looking for God. They Somebody are. said all they do, all these people were do were looking for God and but all they found was this monster. Yes, oh yes. And, and that's mm -hmm. the truth, mm -hmm. that's the truth. But we need to yeah. tell the truth and, and yes. pray God would draw them to oh, yes. the, 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 the simplicity of Jesus. Oh, that's yeah. what the Bible says, the simplicity yeah. of Christ. Right. So let's go back to some of his teachings. Yeah. Now, he, he pulled a lot from the LDS faith mm -hmm. uh, and then yeah. added to it, deleted, and did his own oh, yes. you know, changing of it. Mm -hmm. What about tithing? Uh, yes. Did he encourage tithing? How did he use yeah. it? Is he supported by the members tithing? Yeah. No, I do have to say that that's one good thing. Um, the members, they meet in their own little home churches. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're, um, and together, that little home fellowship will make a decision where their tithing will go. Oh. Um, and so they don't support Denver with it and they don't have paid clergy at all either. Okay. Um, so I have to you know, say that's good. Okay. Um, they do decide collectively in these little home churches where their money will go. Okay. And um, so, but Denver mostly encourages for them to first look at the needs within their fellowship mm -hmm. to help one another. And so, so I have to commend them for that. I think that's good. I don't think that's biblical though about how you use tithing but um but i think it's it's better than what the well it's the LDS church about doing. clergy either because exactly. the bible says that we are to pay our clergy yes exactly and so that i mean we even see that in the tithing in the old testament yeah, that was to go absolutely. to the priests that's right that's to the high priests were supported the yeah were supported by exactly the because really i mean i every pastor i know spends 
inordinate amounts of time serving the people uh -huh. around them. They could uh -huh. never have a regular job and do what they're doing. Well, and they do such important it, work. The New Testament says he's so, worthy of double honor, which oh, means double, yes. because he does mm -hmm. double the work easily. easily. I, I so agree, yeah. So he rejected Mormonism as it is today and yes. Mormon fundamentalism. He did not accept yes. uh, the polygamy of Joseph Smith. Yes. How does he deal mm -hmm. with Joseph Smith's polygamy? That's Let's interesting. Talk about that. Oh yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> so he um, he contends that Joseph Smith never really practiced polygamy. How? Um, Brigham Young and others did because mm -hmm. he says no children can be traced to Joseph Smith. Um, I, I haven't tried to do the work to verify that, but I think there's some interesting information. I don't know if you've ever read the book. Um, it's called No Man Really Knows My History. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's some interesting suggestions right. in that book. I won't go into it because yeah. I haven't revealed it. I, yeah. I don't know for myself. Yeah. But um, but he says that Joseph, it was all about connecting to Joseph Smith. I mean, this is how, like you were saying, how... Um, how uh, boastful, how um, he was so, he thought he was so great, this uh -huh, Joseph Smith. Uh -huh. It's astounding that he said that everybody needed to connect to him in order to connect to Christ to be saved. And so that's what Denver Sneffer um, contends, uh -huh. is that people had to be married to him and in order for their whole families to be saved. So this is how he convinced husbands to allow their wives to marry Joseph Smith, how their young daughters got, you know, were married. So to Joseph it's Smith. kind of a twisting of the ceiling uh -huh. ceremony. Exactly. And the regular yes, Mormonism. That they had to be sealed, but he said he never consummated these marriages. He got married, but he never consummated mm -hmm. them. Yes, okay. which um, I think okay. there's evidence to the contrary. Oh, very <laughs> much sure. so. There, yes. there is very much uh -huh. evidence to the contrary. Oh, yeah. You know, so. and, and I was in communication with somebody from, I believe uh, that yeah. he is in the Denver Snuffer. The way he's talking is exactly what Snuffer. Oh, teaching. Okay. And he claims also that there was no polygamy and that Brigham Young corrupted all of the mm -hmm. uh, the all that we have today. Brigham Young is the one who corrupted Brigham, that and made yeah. it sound like he actually had many wives that he consummated. Uh, yeah. And and but there's no way that Brigham Young could have ever gotten a hold of all the documents yeah. and and corrupted them and changed them. Yeah. Um, the yeah. the personal testimonies and the diaries and the journals yes. and all of that. Oh yes, yes. There's no way that mm -hmm. he could Brigham Young could have done that. It's impossible. It's impossible. I agree. Absolutely with you. impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, now he, you, you said that Snuffer said that um, they can't trace any any yeah, prodigy any, from. Yeah. But it's not that they can't. It's that they haven't. Oh, see we don't that. know that yes. they can't because mm -hmm. they haven't come across one yet, and they have right. done some DNA testing oh, uh, to try to confirm yes or no. On, on mm. but still, even at that, the polygamy yeah. was to raise up children. So exactly, Joseph Smith said that himself. Didn't he? He it's did. in the Book of Mormon. He did. Yeah. Right. Well, well <laughs> no. no, it's not in the Book of Mormon. Well, I mean, he, he, right, right. But, it's in the um, but he says, isn't there something in Second Nephi? Am I wrong? That kind of justified why Abraham had otherwise and why. David had other wives, and it was to raise up seed, and that's what they used. In Jacob. Yeah. Yes, in, in Jacob. Jacob. That's what it was. In two, Jacob. It that's talks right. Because I remember that. But it was, condemns, at the same time, yes. it condemns Solomon and David's polygamy. Oh, okay. Having many wives okay, and good. concubines. And yeah. then it says, do it to raise do up it. righteous seed. So that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't sense. make any sense. Now, and, and I yeah. want to make a comment on the sealing. You know, yeah. we have to seal to Joseph, and then he seals us yeah. eternally, and so on and so on. Yeah. Does God really need all of that wired, oh, rewired oh. stuff? 
to keep track of people. No. Oh, that, no. How can yeah. that be? And, and yeah. then again, of course, if Snuffer doesn't use the Bible, First mm-hmm. uh, Timothy 2.5, there's only one mediator between God and man. It's not the man Joseph Smith. It's, no. It's Jesus. Jesus is the so only we, one. So we need to connect directly with Jesus, exactly. not through any Anyone. series of sealing with human beings. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I believe for sure. And that's what I see. <laughs> and that's what we have evidence for since we have so much evidence for the Bible. <laughs> uh, what kind of a ritual or prayer or, 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 or specifics are done during the baptism? Um, they, they use the same baptism that the Mormon, well, that you know that you would mainly hear, even as a Christian would be baptized, okay. you know, to baptize in the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, so there's really um, not an, any new wording. It's just their, their thought that it's part of their eternal progression, where we know as in Christianity that when we're, when we choose to be baptized, that's not what saves us. Right, absolutely but Yeah, not. It's, it, that's our outward proclamation to exactly. the world that, you know, that we follow Jesus. Do, do, do they think that being baptized, uh, that the water will actually washes, physically yes. washes sins mm-hmm. away? Yes, okay. they do believe that and that your act of doing it is just getting you to a higher level each mm-hmm. time. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it's the blood of Jesus that does exactly. that, not, yeah. not any water at all. Mm-hmm. So, so we've talked about differences. Yeah. Um, what other differences are there between what he teaches? Now, he was part of yeah. the LDS movement, so he's yeah. still got LDS in his head. Oh, yeah. What are yeah. The, some of the other main differences between what he teaches. Yeah. Does he believe oh, yeah. in the three degrees of glory, the celestial, uh-huh. yeah. the he still believes in that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he still believes in the three degrees and and preexistence you know, and the preexistence and all that. Um, a couple of the different things that they do that they practice that's a little different um, is um, communion, well, or sacrament. You know, mm-hmm. the LDS um, Church calls it the sacrament, and we know that they take it with bread and water weekly. Well, um, Denver says you should take it as often as possible, and and um, and they they do it with wine though, with wine and bread, um, and so much so, I mean uh, that I know of, you know, and I've witnessed <laughs> of many families that are allow their young kids to also drink the wine, and it's it's not little. Really? Sometimes it's big. Really? <laughs> well, the kids love that. <laughs> oh yeah, some of the kids. <laughs> oh my. Oh, I know. And now and I have to say, like, I mean, <laughs> I was, you know, being in that part of that movement. I, gratefully, I am so grateful for my husband that had some more discernment than mm-hmm. I did. So because I'm not perfect at all, I was right in there. You know, um, I I allowed our 16 year old daughter that was very much in this movement with me. Um, she's come out as well and is a strong, amazing mm-hmm. Christian mm-hmm. now, and she's a missionary and um but uh and gratefully all our kids came along oh, with us and so they all love jesus what yeah, a blessing yeah. but my husband was very strong he's like i don't mind if they go with you but do not allow them to drink and and so because we had we have two younger boys as well and so we never allow i never Good. you know i at yeah, least submitted yeah. to my husband That's in that way yeah 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 they just drink the grape juice yeah but yeah so they had that where they you know very much um you know did that and they would allow a women could well denver says if a woman feels like she can bless the sacrament that she can bless the sacrament oh, so they, she allows more freedom yeah more women. freedom but that's more like in her own family or by herself now here's the interesting thing so women still can't hold the priesthood he still adheres so to that. he's got a priesthood in his yes okay. he does have a priesthood in his movement and this is part of what the heavenly gift or the passing of the heavenly gift that book that god excommunicated kind of mm-hmm. um talks about is um that he f- felt like God revealed to him that um, 
men, when they get the priesthood, they need to go through a process of being affirmed um, by seven women. And if um, and one of those women needs to be his wife. Okay. And so now women themselves cannot hold the priesthood, but they there's no men that can approve uh, a priesthood holder. Only seven women. And so now that's, and that's interesting. Is there a reason behind that? Why? Yeah, he felt like it was. Um, it was. Well, he feels like God. It was a direct revelation from God. So I think that's his main reason. But, but what he says is the logical reason is that if your wife can't attest to you being, you know, worthy of being a priesthood holder, then why would we trust anyone else? But why seven else? women? And, yeah, and that? the deal, well, seven is the number of completeness. So I think okay. that's how he chose that. And then he felt like um, women had no um, gain in this to, you know, they couldn't gain from voting a man to say, you know, he can he can function in the priesthood within our fellowship. Mm -hmm. um, and so he felt like that was a good way to keep it from being um, like the good old boys club. The good club. old boys club, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I get that. And, yeah. and so a man can't be a priesthood holder mm -hmm. unless he's married? Yeah. Yeah, he should be married. And now, if let's say that a man has not been um, affirmed in the fellowship of, you know, he and his wife and their own little family can decide, oh, he's worthy to function as a priesthood holder for our own little family. Yeah, so he yeah. can, you know, bless their water and baptize his own kids. It's just to go outside of their family, their immediate family. And, and do anything. And do it for anybody else. Well, mm -hmm. So... Um, do they have the the Aaronic and the Melchizedek like the Mormon oh, yeah. Church does? Yeah, they that's that still. Mm -hmm. okay. Though I can't, um, I'm trying to think how the Aaronic priesthood um, it works. I, there was not an official anything official for yeah. that I remember yeah. anyway yeah. for saying, oh, this this one has the Aaronic and this one has the Melchizedek, you know. Now, you so. mentioned in a conversation we had that yeah. um, he doesn't believe in polygamy and he doesn't yeah. teach it. He doesn't believe Joseph Smith or Hiram mm -hmm. lived it. Yeah. But if polygamists join his group, he encourages them to stay together. Yeah. So so I'd say that this is probably one of the better things that he's doing in the sense that if there's already a family that's already practicing polygamy, um, he is trying to minister to them to help them become a more functional family and, you know, treating their wives better. And But he's saying, I don't want to break up families that are already together. Mm -hmm. He's saying, but let's stop it right here. Okay. And let's not continue this practice of polygamy in your sons. Do you know how and, he deals with biblical polygamy or polygamy in the Bible, I should say? Yeah, you know, I think it has to do with, uh, you know, I... I think he just doesn't believe that Joseph Smith and Hiram really practiced it. And he believes that it was all about sealing yeah. and being connected. So, so I, I never heard him actually address why David did it or why Brigham, or I mean, why Abraham, you know, had uh -huh. it. But, yeah, but okay. we know, I mean, we see it in the Bible. It's, it's never God saying, do oh, you know? Do this. Commanded it. He That's never true. commanded it, yeah. and every time that we see it in the Bible, it's disaster. Uh -huh. And so, yeah. I think that's the cool thing about the Bible. I mean, the Book of Mormon's like so pristine and perfect. Like Nephi is just so perfect. <laughs> but our heroes in the Bible were, you know, They're they were they like were humans. Us. They were making mistakes, <laughs> yeah, and so that's yeah. kind of <laughs> it's kind of shows you it's more authentic for sure. <laughs> so many of the leaders of the mm -hmm. breakoff leaders mm -hmm. of the breakoff groups, yeah, uh, including Denver snuffer and including the president of the LDS church itself yeah. claim that they are called by God to continue the restoration that Joseph Smith oh, started yes. mm -hmm. and even even Nelson 
has said oh. that he's that it's not finished and that he's just working along to oh. to get that completed. However, history shows that he Joseph Smith claimed it was completed. Oh. But the, the snuffer still uh. believes he's continuing a yes. restoration, right? Oh, yes. Lost writings, lost gospel. Exactly. He feels that Joseph Smith's life got cut short because the people were not doing what they were supposed to. They were supposed to form Zion, but they didn't they didn't walk it out right. And so God took their precious, you know, profit from okay, from anyway. them and so the restoration was never completed. So the people and I remember this was a big part of my journey of this confusion. I remember it being in these groups and the conversation coming up that the new covenant was never revealed. And I was like Wait a second. Wait a Wasn't minute. that Jesus? Yeah. I was so confused. And this was one of those onion peels where God was just peeling away the yeah, lies. Yeah. Um, and so I remember going to several people and God had put this amazing woman in my life. Um, she was a minister for over 40 years. She um, she had studied at Hebrew University, had several doctorate degrees in theology. Yeah. And I mean, she was so kind. She took me under her wing, knowing I was still believing in Book of Mormon, Joseph Smith, but she was never judgmental. She just let me ask questions. Questions, uh -huh. And she was my friend. Cool. And so, yeah, so she, I remember her explaining, like, just very, in a very amazing way, the story of the whole Bible and just, yeah. you know, in a, in a overview uh -huh. and, and just to help me see, no, the new covenant is absolutely revealed with Jesus absolutely. and his death on the That's cross. That's what the last supper was. He <laughs> exactly. said, this is the new covenant, covenant in my blood. Oh, yes. So it was revealed. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And so for them to just be waiting around, it's just like so sad. They're oh. just waiting for this new covenant oh. to be revealed, not realizing mm. we already have it. Yeah, yep. we already <laughs> yep. have it. I remember when she told me and how she explained it. I had never heard the gospel shared that way. I just had tears streaming down my eyes and I felt so loved for the first mm, time. You know, sweet. it was amazing. That, that's mm -hmm. sweet. Uh, I want to go back to this yeah. living waters baptism yeah. again and, and how they neglect biblical verses. Yeah. And, and I don't know if he ever used these verses or referred to them or not, but there's okay. one in Ephesians chapter four, verses four through six. Okay. And it says, there is one body and one spirit, mm -hmm. just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, yeah. one baptism, oh, yeah. one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So yeah. there's one baptism. One. Yeah. And, and yet he turns around and says, you have to have many, many uh -huh. baptisms. Oh, Did he ever yeah. deal with comparing biblical scripture with his Oh no, oh no, doctrine. it never comes up. And and just even a recent interview I heard of his, um, he's not he's not looking at the Bible at all. He's just, he's telling people, you'll know truth when you feel it in your heart. And of course, mm -hmm. you know us, we know mm -hmm. the scripture, mm -hmm. it's Jeremiah 17, 9, yeah. the heart is deceitful above all things. You know, we want, like when you've been raised in Mormonism your whole life, and I think this is why I ended up in this group, is it was so hard to swallow that I had been a fool all my life, you know, and I had a, I had believed this gospel, so I couldn't let go of it completely. I had to believe that somehow some of it was still true, yeah. and so I yeah. think that's why I clung to it. And so, no, he's not looking um, at the Bible at all. He's just like, oh, it, you'll know it feels good and it feels right. Does so. he, as a leader, <laughs> most of the leaders in these yeah. different break-off Mormon groups, mm -hmm. 
they they have placed themselves higher on a higher level, spiritual and otherwise, yeah. than the rest of the people under that are following him. Oh yeah, um, and they don't they they will not be held accountable or oh. be questioned by the leaders or, or the membership. Excuse oh, me, yeah. is Denver snuffer like that? Oh is yeah, he oh yeah, himself yeah. up about that. I don't have to answer oh. your uh, I'm Yeah, and I you know I never like interacted with him myself, so yeah. so I don't want to be like unfair. But I, I I did attend a conference that, and he was. Um, trying to be careful not to become puffed up is what he mm -hmm. would say. And so, mm -hmm. so he came to this conference, but he wasn't there the whole time. He only drove in right as he was scheduled to speak, got out of the car, walked right up to the mic, spoke, and got out. And so his wow. his reasoning for this, that is he didn't want people to praise him or, you know, to, mm -hmm. to puff him up. So I guess he was trying. Um, but with the way he writes and just, an, um, just the way he talks about how you have to become um, the prototype of the saved man. You have to become Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how he's had multiple, he can't even number, visions and appearances of Jesus. Okay, so he definitely before. holds himself up. And you've mentioned that before. And for our viewing mm -hmm. audience, I need to mention a couple yeah. of verses that shows that he's lying. Oh, Now, I, now yes. maybe he had some spiritual experiences. I don't know, but it wasn't yes. Jesus and it wasn't yes. Joseph Smith. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 3 yep. that Jesus has gone into heaven and he shall remain there right. until it's time for him to come back. And Hebrews tells us the second time. Right. The second time. The second time. And then Hebrews 9.27 mm -hmm. says that it's appointed for man to die once. Mm -hmm. And then the judgment, the dead don't return, right. we're told. So he did right. not see Joseph Smith. Yes. And he did not see Jesus. Oh, yeah. And besides yeah. that, they are not going to come and Jesus is not going to come and tell something that is contradictory yeah. to what he's revealed in the Bible. Oh, yeah. Thank so you he for bringing attention to those. because that not. is not. Yes. He and couldn't I, have. I think that is so good that you brought brought that up because it's so true. And it was a confusion of mine as I'm in yeah, this. I'm like, did yeah. he really, you know, and, and you get confused and you, you hear these charismatic speakers and you know, mm -hmm, that just mm -hmm. really, they, they seem so genuine, but he's yeah. either yeah. he, he, he obviously, I totally agree with you. Either he's lying or he's deceived he's by the enemy. He's a spiritual experience mm -hmm. that, that is, is not, not God. God. Right. And that actually really, like, as I finally, um, I should, when you're ready for me to share how I finally yes. believed, should I go ahead? Go ahead. Okay, because <laughs> it really leads into it. Yeah. Okay, so after my husband had become Christian, um, we, um, he, he just continued to go to this really amazing Christian church in Gilbert, Arizona, um, amazing pastor there. And um, I've slowly started to kind of want to visit. Um, I was careful not to go to that one because I was upset at my husband. <laughs> but I started to see a joy in some of these Christian churches that my daughter oh, and I yeah, would go visit. Yeah. And so because the, the fellowship would meet early Monday Sunday mornings. But then as I got to visit some of these Christian churches, I saw this truth coming from their Bible. And I was like fed in this amazing way. And then their, their joyous worship of just like how much they love the Lord I never experienced in my life. So I was starting to go to these churches and God was starting to peel me like an onion. And then finally, oh, when, when, um, as, um, we began, um, I just get kind of towards the end. There was one day that I was spending more time with God and more time in the word. My good friend, my minister friend, she just said, Jolene, just God will reveal the counterfeit. Yes. Just be in the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. And he will show you the truth. And so I had been doing that. So I was spending some time, and I had a moment alone. It was um, I had a, a conference to go to for work, and so I was away from the family and the busyness. And so one morning I um, was really early at the crack of dawn, just reading the word. And then I went before I had to go off to the conference. I was reading some emails, and a good friend of mine had emailed me, um, or emailed actually a group of us, and said, "Oh, Denver Suffer says that Joseph Smith just recently appeared to him and revealed all these." things that he was to do. And for the first time, I got a pit in my stomach, kind of like my husband's pit when he got one. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, why? Okay, that's weird. Why am I feeling this way? And I had a memory of my minister friend. Um, She had lost her husband about five years before. And we were talking one day, and she would sometimes get a little teary-eyed and sad thinking about her husband. And and I said, do you wish your husband would appear to you and do something so that you could see him? Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, no, I don't go there. She said, the Bible is very clear. We are not to speak to the dead. I didn't think anything of it when she mentioned it. But that in that hotel room, when I read that, that came back to my mind. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. So I texted her really fast. I'm like, where in the Bible does it say that, that we're not supposed to speak to the dead? And she gave me a whole bunch of scriptures. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) And so this, like, amazing just feeling came over me. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mormonism, the whole thing is based on the dead. Mm -hmm. Like you think of Angel Moroni revealing, you know, the golden plates. He's a if he was a real prophet, he's a dead prophet, you know, revealing this truth to Joseph Smith. What about the keys that are, you know, were revealed, the, you know, from the prophet Elijah, you know, the priesthood, um, the um, John the Baptist with the, the right way to baptize. Everything is based it's on the dead. The dead. Yeah. And so that's when it finally, I'm just like, oh my gosh, none of it wow. is true. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm so grateful every yeah. day that yeah. God rescued me. And, and we are too, and we're grateful thank that you're you. going to share your story. Oh, and you. that your family has followed oh, you and your husband, that the so both of you now are following the truth together. Oh, yeah. And that has got to be a real oh, refreshing yeah. blessing to oh, you. Oh, it day. is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jolene, thank you so much for oh, sharing with you. us yeah. and for telling your story. I'm sure there's more we could be talking about oh. <laughs> um, and um, questions maybe that people will have. And, and if yeah. there's enough questions, We'll have you ask you to come oh, yeah, back and sure. answer some of them. But yeah. but thank you and, and praise yeah. the Lord. And, and just yes, thank you too, we just want our viewers to know that the mm-hmm. truth is there and it's only mm-hmm. in the Bible. And it is so refreshing and so simple yes. that anybody can understand it and mm-hmm. anyone can mm-hmm. uh, find it. And God promises if you seek him with all yeah. your heart, he will be found by you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. very much. Oh, Joanne. you're welcome. I was glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and so our closing comments, I'm going to quote from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 14, which says that whatever God has done, he does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. You know, people can, and they do come along claiming that what God has done or said has been lost or corrupted, and you need to follow them in order to restore and find out that what God lost. But many times in the Bible, God has assured us that whatever he has done endures. It will not be lost. It cannot be lost. It endures forever. Now, when I say it cannot be lost, it cannot be lost because God is the one who did it and he's the one who promised. He has the power and he has the wisdom to keep his promises. We don't need to follow men in order to follow Jesus. We need to only follow him. We don't need a man to tell us how to follow Jesus 
because there's no mediator between us and God except Jesus. And he has told us how to find him, and that is in the Bible. And as always, God warns us against taking anything away from it or adding to it, and yet that warning is ignored by people who want other people to follow them. Your eternity is yours. Don't let someone else rob you of what God wants for you. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.